living from God's love. John seventeen twenty one, that they may all be one, as our Father art in me and I in thee, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. 23, I in them and thou in me, that they may be, be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and has loved them as I, you have loved me. And this is part of the great prayer that Jesus prayed before going to the cross. Everything that Jesus had done on earth was motivated out of love. Every teaching he gave us was motivated out of love. Every healing, every deliverance, Every one he raised from the dead was motivated by his compassion and love. And now he's praying for you and me to be also motivated by love. We can only be motivated from his love if we live in him and he in us. It is only as we believe, live from God's love that the world will see that we are his disciples. This is why prayer is so important. Without contact with the Lord in prayer, it is impossible for us to live from his love. All love others as we should. Only in him will living from his love become possible. Only as we live from God's love will the world see and know that he has sent us. That Jesus is truly alive. That the Bible is true and trustworthy. It's then that people will respond from for, to Jesus for their own lives. In 1980 in Israel, we were not allowed to share our faith with others, but we were allowed to live it. We were also allowed to answer questions that others asked us in an open and truthful way. I was there for a gap year working on Kibbutz Edat near Tel Aviv. I was working in the kitchen and dining room at the time and had recently been baptized. I was excited in the Lord and learning from him daily. I wanted to tell everyone about Jesus, yet was not allowed to. Lord asked, how do I share the gospel message in these conditions? The Lord said, just live it. I then worked in the kitchen to the best of my ability. When the bell sounded for us to finish work, everyone working in the kitchen would suddenly vanish. I looked around me and went ahead to complete any unfinished jobs and then I would leave myself. After a week or two of completing the work and leaving the kitchen a bit later, an elderly gentleman who used to stay in the dining room to read his newspaper after lunch called me over. I've been watching you, he said. I want to ask you a question. Why do you stay on and finish the work in the kitchen when the others have left? Oh, because it needs doing, I replied. No, it's more than that, he went on. Well, I suppose I'm trying to live out my Christian faith. Oh, now that makes better sense. I want to ask you some questions on your Christian faith. Would you be happy to come and sit down opposite me so I can ask you these questions? Certainly, I replied and sat down. And every day after that, I went over to him and he asked me many questions and some of them difficult which caused me to have to spend the rest of the day doing research on. 
And then one day I felt led to give him a book on poetry that I'd written, and he received it gladly. The next day he called me over and said, I want to tell you, I've received the one of whom this book speaks of as my true Lord and Saviour. I later discovered this man was a retired rabbi, and I, he kept to contact me for a couple of years for encouragement as he was now a secret believer. And this experience I will never forget, for it's living our faith out of God's love that speaks more powerfully than words. It is living out our faith in the practical way from his love that speaks volume. But now the another question is that he asked me that there are different types of love. And I went to the Greek and I discovered that there are different Greek words for love, eros, sexual love, storage, parental love, filio, brotherly affection, and then agape love, which is the highest form of love, which the Old Testament calls charity love. And this is the love of God for mankind, a love that originates in God, a self-sacrificial love. And agape love speaks of abounding love for many. John 13, 35 says, But this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. That's straightforward enough. Then John 15, 9 says, As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Continue in my love. This is my commandment that you love one another. As I have loved you, greater love has no man, but that a man lays down his life for his friends. That's John 15, 12 to 13. And Jesus laid down his life on the cross for us, out of his love for us. And the last verse of his great prayer, he prayed, I have declared unto them your name and will declare it, that the love for which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Taken from John 17, 26. And this says it all. We have no love like that within us unless we receive it from God and have Jesus living within us. We need both the love of God within us and Jesus living in our hearts. Only then can we live from God's love. And how can this happen? Romans 5, 5. And hope makes us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. We have to be born again. We have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit then through the Holy Spirit we can receive God's great love within us from which nothing can separate us. As Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? 
Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, 37-39 And the scripture says it all. How great God's love is, and how amazing that we can receive his love through the Holy Spirit given to us from Jesus. The next question to answer is, what else can we receive? Romans 12, 9 Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, cleave to that which is good. And Romans 13.10 Love works no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is fulfillment of the law. And in the Old King James Version on charity, 1 Corinthians 13.4-10 Charity suffers long and is kind. Charity does not envy, nor is it puffed up, nor behaves unseemingly or seeks its own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Charity never fails. There may be prophecies, but they will fail. There may be tongues, they will cease. There may be knowledge, and it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. What were the Result be to live in righteousness in him, in his love. And John 4, 7 to 12 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves God is born of God and knows God. He who loves not God knows not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Therein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to die for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. And 1 John 4.16 says, And we have known and believed that love that God has for us, God is love. And he who dwells in love dwells in God 
and God in him. God is love and God loves you. And if you have not yet met Jesus as Lord and Saviour, I think this is a good time to do so. Loving God. And if we love God, love our neighbour and love ourselves, we will automatically live in righteousness because we will obey all the scriptures. Because sin is if we hate God, hate one another or hate ourselves. That's what sin is. Love, loving God and one another and our, our, ourselves is living in righteousness. And if you want to say this prayer after me, just pray, Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to live in truth and righteousness from this moment on. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Please baptise me in your Holy Spirit. Help me to live in love. Please baptize with your Holy Spirit now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for coming into my life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you said that prayer, it's the best decision you've ever made. Pray every day, get to know God in prayer. Buy yourself a Bible and read it every day. Find yourself a Bible-believing church and join it. And share with others what you have done. God bless you. Know that God is true love and that he loves you so much. And he wants to, you to love one another too. Because if everybody loved one another, this life this life on this earth would be so perfect. It's only hated sin that makes this world an ugly place. So let's all turn from sin and ugliness and hardship and turn to God and truth and righteousness and love. God bless you and I'll now hand back to our host.